Shut up and sit down. Welcome, everybody, to episode 143 of Third Shift. I, of course, am the glorious, the impervious, master of all things, Eric. And with me today is the inglorious, mostly impervious to all things, Mr. Matt. I'll right? accept it. Is that, it's is it's that okay. okay. It's all right. That's pretty decent. That's a pretty decent intro. It's all right. So, anywho's. Here we are, another beautiful episode of Third Shift. We've got a little bit of news for you, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It's a slow week, to be quite honest, Mm -hmm. but we're going to do what we can to entertain and appease all the monsters out there in the world. And now you know. What time is it? (laughs) It's time to talk about your week. So I want you to tell me, did you do anything cool? I did some very cool stuff this week, actually, and I'm gonna I'm gonna gonna change the format. I'm gonna sprinkle it up and change it up because because I did one thing that was like the greatest thing ever, and then another thing that was also the greatest thing ever. But they're two different types of things. Whatever, I'll just get into it. First thing I did during this past week on Friday afternoon after the show dropped, so it's technically within the week. Went and saw John Wick three. Another good show, good action flick. If you like to see Keanu Reeves shooting people in the face, this is the movie for you. I will say I got... You've seen it, right? No, not yet. Okay. This uh, Memorial Day, I'm going to see it. Okay. So I won't I won't spoil anything. I will say I got some of those same vibes I got with John Wick 2 watching this one. But then there was, and I tweeted about it, some really good hand-to-hand stuff in it, which I really, really enjoyed that scene, especially. You'll understand when you see it. You'll understand why I really liked it. And then seeing Mark Dacascos in there, is the, he's, he's the bald bad dude. He was awesome. He was great. Good to see him doing stuff again. You know, he was one of the, he, he was either Bimmy or Jimmy in the Double Dragon movie. He's He's been in all <laughs> kinds of cheesy action movies. So good to see him in a bigger movie and playing a fun character. He looked like he was having a lot of fun with it. So that was cool. Awesome. Yeah, I look forward to it. I, I like John Wick, so yeah. it's a no-brainer for me. i got to get out there and see it. It's just been so freaking jam-packed with family craziness and this and that going on. Hmm. You know, usuals. And hey, speaking of craziness, other thing I did this week, playing Rage 2 because they had the little kill a bunch of dudes out in the wasteland event and we can unlock a cool pistol skin for you guys. So I jumped in there, cleaned out a bunch of dens, shot a bunch of dudes, had a bunch of fun, unlocked some new powers in there. Just having a ball. I can't wait to unlock more of the new cool nanotrite boosty powers. Oh, you know it. Because it's just it's just fun. This is good. Slamming people and watching them explode. Mm-hmm. Just brightens your day. Just brightens your day. It does. I'm like, this guy's a pain in my ass. And throw out the little launcher thing and watch him go bloop and then go into slow-mo and then just run up and hit him with a shotgun. Just blast him. Blast him apart. Mm-hmm. It's great. Oh, yeah. Mm. Or use that Firestorm pistol, set them on fire, mm-hmm. just watch them scream and burn, and then shotgun them just for funsies. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the other thing, what, the other, so one of the two coolest things ever that I've been doing is I've been playing Persona 4 Golden. I talked about it last week as well. Just loving that on my Vita. Anytime I get a free moment, I have my Vita in hand, or if I don't have it in, ha- in my hands, I dream about it. And the Persona 4 music goes through my head, and I'm just like, I could be playing that right now. Why can't I play it right now? Like, I took it to work so I could play it during lunch hour. And there was like a two-hour stretch today at work where it was just dead. And I looked over at my Vita case, and I went, uh, and I reached out, and I went, 
you, you, know, you can't, but I reached out and I touched it and I went, how nice would it be to just zip and lay it flat on the desk? I wouldn't hold it up so it was obvious I was playing a game. I'd put it flat on the desk and just poke at it like a phone, like everybody does. Everybody uh-huh. puts their phones yeah. down and watches the YouTubes and stuff. Uh-huh. And I was like, it'd be so easy. And it would make my day so much better to just have Persona 4 here. <sighs> but I couldn't. Alas, I was a good boy. So I got home and played like three hours of it, just straight. And like I said before, it feels so good to be back in a Persona game. In that cool, stylish, fun, slick menus. Everything looks gorgeous. Everything looks beautiful. I, like, I almost feel like I prefer the menu style of this one to Persona 5. Because as cool and slick as Persona 5's menus were, they were kind of loud and obnoxious. Versus this is all slick and smooth and everything's got like curved, soft curved edges and it looks friendly and popping, especially on that OLED screen of my old school PS Vita. Just looks so good and the characters feel more real. Like I've had a lot of story moments of, you know, classroom, class, like summer vacation type stuff coming up. And it's like, this feels like a conversation you would have with your buddies. And I mean, I still got those vibes from Persona 5, but going through this one, it feels more, a lot more grounded. Like you're doing stuff, but you're not like, I don't know, it doesn't feel as big and grand, but it feels more personal. Like, Well, and that's, it's a double-edged sword, in my opinion, though, yeah. because whilst it is more grounded, I do, I do appreciate that, how I feel like these guys are actually, and gals are actually just students, mm-hmm. you know, just living lives, and then there's this extraordinary thing happening. Yeah. Sometimes it's a little dull to me too, though, because mm-hmm. like some characters, like Yukiko, is just kind of boring. Mm-hmm. She's just like, yeah, I just, you know, I just do my homework. That's cool, Yukiko. You like doing homework? Yeah. You know, might go with my parents to the supermarket this weekend. Mm-hmm. That's cool, Yukiko. All right, all right. <laughs> See you later, Yukio. Yep, yep, all right. I'm like, man, that's a conversation I have all the time. Like, this is real. It's cool. But at the same time, like, sometimes I'm like, this is what's going on. What's happening? I'm like. <laughs> but, at the, but at the same time, like you said, two-edged sword, the characters that are a little more outlandish aren't so outlandish that it's, like, ridiculous. Yeah, they're not over top stupid. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, uh. Oh, just blanked on his name, Jesus Christ. Your buddy with the headphones. He seems like just a, he's a goofy guy, and he gets you into goofy scenarios, but yeah, he's stupid. not, like, crazy. He's not stupid. Uh-huh. He's just no. a normal, everyday guy who's really excited about, you know, picking up chicks on a cool motorbike a or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So, I, I, Like I said, I like it, yeah. but at sometimes I'm like, I wish there was a little bit more, but most of the time, I, yeah, I do, I'm with you. I appreciate mm-hmm. the reality of it, kind of like the real chill where students hanging out, having a good time, but yeah. there's this crazy thing happening and we're dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Instead of just like wearing five, they kind of just embrace it and they go all out and they're freaking nut jobs. It's like you immediately get superpowers, basically, is how it feels. Mm-hmm. Like we go in the world and psham, we're these crazy avenging heroes and instead here it's like well we're we're investigating but we're still we can do cool stuff but we're still just normal people Us. like yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i don't I know I, i'm loving it though like every second of the day like i said i want to be playing persona 4 it's just so much fun and so good and just have it on the go so i can just like roll around in bed and just be playing it like <laughs> just pull it out you know wherever i'm at just level up level up at work on uh, on my lunch break, that's what I did all all the time, just up and down in the castle, up and down in the other one, 
boom, boom, boom. Just, oh, so good. And speaking of other things that are so good, this was the number one absolute best thing I did over the weekend. Hamilton is in town. I went and saw it. And when it came out, you know, first like a year, year and a half ago out in Broadway and doing all the stuff, everyone was losing their minds over how good it was. And I went, Paw, there's no way that'll ever come here, first of all. And there's and with anything that's that hyped up, I was like, there's no way it's going to be that good. Like, I, I was interested in it because it's got like a more like hip hop, old school, like rap kind of flavor to, you know, the dialogue and the music and stuff. But I was like, ah, it won't be that good. It is that damn good is absolutely, without doubt, the best musical I've ever seen in my whole life, not only just because of the musical style, because that obviously appeals to me. I'm old-school hip-hop guy, so I, I appreciated. And it's not like, you know, beats are thumping, and it's like a... There's some of that, but it's not all the way through. But it's the like the, the pacing of what they're saying and the rhymes and the, the punchlines that really kind of come out of nowhere, but you got to be paying attention to get it. Because you could, I would notice it. They'd say something, I would start cracking up. And, you know, some of the crowd would, but some of the crowd would miss it because it was in that flow. And you got to get in the flow to to understand it and feel it. But on top of everything else, and this is something I won't spoil for everybody, they do something with the stage that I've never seen before, and it's it makes everything so intense and interesting and dynamic. I think is the best way I can say it. Again, I don't want to spoil it because I knew nothing about it going in. And when I saw it happening in front of my eyes and it made even just simple scenes of people like meeting each other, like walking around and running into each other, it made that so much more dynamic and realistic. It didn't feel like you were watching a stage play. I mean, you were obviously, but it didn't feel like that because of what they did and the way people moved around this thing that they did. And I, 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 I mean, obviously I could say it, but you should see it blind. If anybody, if anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, go see the show. It will blow your mind. I guarantee it because it blew my mind. So music's great. Story's great. Acting was great. Everything, the stage design was awesome. Everything was perfect. Like after every musical number or every, you know, beat where everyone would clap, I looked over at mom because she was with me and we both went, wow. Like everything about it was Freaking wow. It deserves all the hype it got, all the praise it got. I went and bought freaking merch like a monkey afterwards because it was it was everything I wanted it to be and more. It was amazing. So Hamilton, you just I I love theater, I love musicals. This was the Duke of New York A number one, without a doubt, absolutely. It was it was nuts. I see all this stuff come through, man, and I never, never, never go see any of it. And I, it always makes me sad. And mm. I really should. <laughs> You really should. It's it's funny because we're part of the members, you know, we, we get the stuff, we get the early access, and mm-hmm. we get to check things out because we see enough to be part of it, but yeah. not enough. You know what I mean? And when I hear you say this stuff, I'm like, man, I really need to just buy tickets to some more of these shows and just force Amanda to go. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just be like, babe, I bought two tickets. Sorry, we got to go. It's date night. And just say, you know, to hell with it. Instead yeah. of asking her first and then trying to convince her she wants to see it. Because mm-hmm. knowing she'd probably like most of this stuff. Oh, yeah. But, of course, if you, you know, when you put money into the thing, she instantly just goes, no. You mm-hmm. have to, like, get over that money. And she, for her, that's almost impossible. And, and like you said, I think if you were just like, hey, surprise, if you found a way to weasel the money out and just be like, we have tickets, we're going. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, oh, wow, cool. And 
would enjoy it. Why did you waste it. money? Oh, it's too late. Mm-mm. And then she'd come out, yeah, and be like, oh, that was cool. Wow. And I'm like, exactly. There you go. And I said, You're welcome. And maybe next year you can pull it off because Aladdin's one of the big ones that's coming. So it's yeah, it's, it's oh, yeah. Disney and, you know, stuff obviously she remembers, stuff the kids will remember and like. So I think you're set with that one. But, mm-hmm. but man, oh, man, I was... I actually have been very tempted to go and get another ticket to go see it again, which I never have with any musical I've ever seen, and because it's here for like another week, and I'm just like, that's got I gotta see it again. It was so good, but that was my week. Two amazing things, and two things that were also fun, but can't can't get past the the bar to amazing land. What about you, Eric? How was your week? God bless. You know, you went off on this crazy tangent with all this crap. And I'm going to go right back to the usual. Hey, I don't remember what I did. However, there is two things I remember. Is both of my daughters had soccer games this weekend. Mm-hmm. And one of them is uh, four years old. So we're at her game first. And they're just getting to the point where she's starting to understand what they're actually supposed to do. So they're <laughs> actually running to the goal now, but they're not fighting with each other for the ball. You know, they're kind of... Sometimes they'll get confused and start kicking the wrong way. Oh, boy. And a couple of the kids that are not as mature start crying and want their mommies to come out and hold their hand while they play. That's not my children, obviously, but, you know, some of the other ones. So it's kind of a mess. Uh, You know, it's fun, and there's (laughs) moments that you're like, oh, cool, yay, and and they're Uh enjoying it. But at the end of it all, you're like, what are we we really doing? You, you, you could know, have gone out to a park and just thrown a ball out in the middle of a bunch yeah, of kids. and Yeah, for yeah. the most part. So it's cool and it's fun to watch her have a great time. And she's trying and she's getting better. I see her improving. But yeah. you're like, okay, honestly, we should probably just wait till they're five or six. But then we go to my, my other daughters, my seven-year-old daughters, mm-hmm. freaking soccer game. And man, what a difference. What a difference. <laughs> These kids are freaking passing that ball back and forth. They're juking, they're jiving, they're shoving, they're stealing that ball. They're nice. getting it. They're going to the goals. They win by like nine to two. <laughs> Just smoke the other team. Mm. And you know, and obviously it's not all about it's not all about winning, but you know, damn right, if you're a parent and your kids out there just going to town, mm-hmm. playing really hard, trying really hard, I don't care. I want them to win. I want them to destroy that other team. Mm-hmm. Sure, give them a handshake, say great game afterwards, but no. There's no mercy. I'm not about this. Everyone's a winner life. I'm not about any of that. You that's go right. in, you play your best, and if you dominate somebody, well, guess what? That's a lesson for them. Mm-hmm. They suck and they need to get better or they need to get out of that game and go do something that they're really great at. I don't know. So I, I love seeing it. I love watching it and having fun with it, and it, it's just crazy how like a three-year difference just totally changes the dynamic on all of it. Well, you got to think that's like half of her life difference. Yeah. Do you think think of it from just a development other. standpoint? Mm-hmm. She's almost twice as old as the other one, so it's I don't know. It's, but I, you it's know, weird. but the thing is, at home you see them and they play together and they fight constantly together. Mm-hmm. You know, and you you just start you know, as a parent, you just see them just two, two kids, crackhead little children yeah. that can't stop being little monsters. But then when you put them individually in their own little things mm-hmm. or bubbles, you're like, oh yeah, that's right. One's way more advanced than the other mm-hmm. when it comes to everything, except for when they're just together fighting and arguing constantly. <laughs> <laughs> So. It also totally blows my mind that Elaine is seven and mm-hmm. Isabel is four. Like they don't, I, I thought it was like, like five and two still or something like, 
like a lot know, more compressed. Yeah. That time is just going, man. Oh, just man. Tick tock, tick tock. Getting old. Next getting episode, old. you'll be like, yeah, Elaine's out driving and took her for her test, yeah. first test drives, getting her permit, you know, and I'll go, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, what's happening? Oh, God. And you're going to have like one eye because you've already had a stroke, you know. It's yeah, going to be yeah. great. It's going to be perfect. I'll be playing Persona <laughs> 3 by that point. I'm going backwards. You, Persona you, ain't going to, you ain't going to Persona 3. I, I have it, know, actually. Right? It's it's over you're there. You're not going to do it. Yeah, I will. No. Yeah, no. well. I won't do two and one because they're totally yeah, different. Oh, well, yeah. Mm hmm. They're nothing like the the rest. Even yeah. three is kind of iffy, but, but that's gotta, the first one that is it. the persona you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I gotta see it. I gotta, I gotta, yeah. I gotta experience it. I understand. I understand. So besides that, did yard work, did all the usual crap, and like you, I've been playing Rage too. Mm-hmm. Tons of fun. I love the. My favorite thing is literally just roaming around, going to the question marks, going to the dens, and yeah. just clearing them out, finding the uh, the arc chests and the storage containers and the data pads, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Even have even doing that halftime, I don't even go and like upgrade my skills all at once. Exactly. I'll just wait until like two whole days of playing, and then I go, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm getting this for a reason. <laughs> then I just go in and upgrade everything. See, I was just gonna say, there's nothing better than going and doing like five or ten. Of those freaking dens, and then popping in the menu, like, oh wait, yeah, what can I do? And then you can get like five upgrades all in a row, even like the mm-hmm. top tier upgrades, because you just are just hoarding all this cash and stuff. Yep, it feels good. You know, you just like, and all of a sudden you got three new abilities, all this extra crap, and you're like, all right, and you go out into the world and you do it all over again. Oh yeah, and have even more fun. The story doesn't matter. No, doesn't matter at all. No, gotta go kill guys. Got it. Yeah. These are bad people. Kill them all. Mm-hmm. Roger that. I can do it. <laughs> and you do it. And I'm a shotgun man through and through, and the shotgun is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I do nothing but just running gun in your face, shotgunning, meleeing. Oh, yeah. I, I enjoy every second I have with it. Mm-hmm. So that's been a bunch of fun. Like you, you picked up Persona 4. You've been going, and I'm like, oh, my God, I've been playing this game for a while. I dropped off hardcore, stopped playing completely for quite some time. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, Matt's in it. Oh, I better get back in this and better beat this damn game. Uh-huh. So I've been back on the uh, Persona gig, getting in there. Of course, I'm rusty. I'm trying to figure out where I was, what I was doing, where yeah. I left off, getting that. I just think I'm to the point where I remember everything going on and where I'm at. Mm-hmm. But I'm still getting that uh, persona sense of overwhelm, being overwhelmed. I feel like I have a ton of options right now yeah. that are available to me, a ton of different branches and people who want to get you know up in the, the links. And I don't know which ones to do. I forgot like which abilities I wanted, which links mm-hmm. I was hoping to get to. And I'm like, ah, crap. So I had to save it, and then I'm like, I got to go do some research and find out who I was going to follow and why. And uh-huh. Yeah, I, I thought about doing that because, like I told you, like none of my party members are above level three, but I have like all these other ones at four and five, and one one got to eight today, and I was like, holy crap, it's up that high? Well, I got to max them out, and then I went, every time it goes up, you know, it gets the persona strength level up, but I'm like, what are these guys even going to do for me? Ah, oh, maybe I should look it up, and then I went... Wait, I can't do that because if their ability sucks, I'm just going to leave them at eight forever and not finish it when I actually like the story and the characters. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah, I really want to do it, but I can't because if it's, if it's disappointing, then I'll just have done all this for nothing and I'll go, well, let's just start over and just do party members, just party members. And I can't do that. I can't do it. No, exactly. Hence why I've 
kind of like I said, contemplated looking and trying to figure it out. Even mm. though in reality, I'm kind of too far beyond that. There's a couple characters I have who are like way out there, mm. and a couple I've kind of left behind. So, like you said, at this point, it's almost just a waste of time because if I go find out that somebody's way more important than the other, yeah, and I abandon them at seven or eight or whatever it is, yeah, I just wasted my life and. I'm like, no, just finish it out. Get what you get. You know, well, I know, you know Mm -hmm. that as long as you keep getting your personas maxed up and you get the right abilities, you're going to be able to beat the game regardless of what bonus stats and bonus things you get. So it's like, eh, just have fun. Enjoy getting the characters you like up there and just beat the game, you know. Yeah, plus I feel like this one, for me at least, is going to be, like, as I'm playing through it now, it's like I have the urge to play through it again once it's done. Like, I want to see, you know, all the little roadblocks and dialogue choices you can't do originally that were my initial choices. It's like, oh, you don't have enough courage for that, or your understanding's too low. It's like, well, I definitely have to see what she says to that and what he says when I do this. So I got to do it again. Mm-hmm. And that was one other thing is with those, I'm encountering a whole bunch of those mm-hmm. where I don't have the uh, appropriate amount of whatever it is to do it. Yeah. And that is my first response. So I'm having to choose the side ones. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of frustrating because I'm like, as I've discussed with Persona in general, just having to have all these different attributes up to get all the best of all the different storylines, which yeah. kind of forces you to have to play it again if you really want to get your optimal path mm. and optimal choices in throughout the whole thing. So it's awesome, but at the same time, just kind of annoying where like, okay, I, as me, the hero, as I am, I would have done that. Mm. I would have done that. That's what I would have chosen, and that's what I would have done. Instead, oh, you're, you needed your uh, compassion to be at level 10. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, because cause I think there was one either earlier today or just the yesterday where it was like the one good option that I wanted to say I didn't have enough courage for. And then the other two were like the complete opposite. Like it was like, yeah, let's go do that. Don't have enough courage. Okay. And then it was like, forget it and I'll just go now. I'm like, no, no, come on. You can at least you can at least weasel it through main character me. But I couldn't. But no. Uh, I just want to talk about Persona 4. I just want to talk because oh, I, I just met the sexy nurse at the hospital, dude. Just, oh my god! Uh, well, you're past me then, because I don't know who you're talking about. Oh shit. I, I thought about. it. I was like, should I should I ask him if he if he did the thing? And oh no, but no. Nope. Oh man! Well, like I said, I just got out of Reese's uh, dungeon, mm-hmm. and I'm on the first day after that. Or the second day, because I did one day hanging out with Chie, mm. and that's it. That's where I'm at. So, well, I'm, I'm just getting to her. Like she just showed up on the TV. They're like, "Oh, look, look, here's the girl who grew up in this town." I was like, "Aha!" So I'm almost done. Oh, there. you just must have done something else then that I don't know about. I gotta go look around. What should I spoil? There's a there's a part time job that gets you access to a different place, and that's where that. Person oh, I don't. Is. I haven't even touch part time jobs. Oh, dude, you gotta do part time jobs, man. And there's one I'm not gonna touch because it's got some other person in it. But this one, I was like. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, every night I'm gonna be here if I can be here. Man, I have I have too much trouble with everything else. I, I know. Can't even, I can't even hold on to the people I have. <laughs> I keep Craziness. finding there's like that new guy on the street who's got a portrait, and I'm like, who the f- is this guy? And I talk to him every time, and he says the same things. I'm like, when are you gonna be a social link so I can further abandon Chie and Yukiko and all my actual friends and just be friends with the townspeople for no reason? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Jeez, old Pete's. But you know what? That's enough enough. And it's all enough. <laughs> so that was my week. Nothing else. Two special going on. I did some board games with friends on the Sunday. Oh, yeah, we did uh, do that. 
Yeah, we did do that. We did. And hung out with the family. And la-di-da. Here we are. It's Thursday. Bada-bing, bada-boom. That was my week. So that was us individually this week for 24 minutes. That was our Jesus, weeks. That was terrible. Together as a team this week, we didn't do anything official, but we recorded something special for the Patreon. I'm thinking that's probably going up sometime this weekend when I get time enough to throw it all together and jazz it up and spice it up and make it look good. So keep an eye out for that at patreon.com slash thirdshiftme, especially if you're at the $5 a month tier. You're going to have something special coming your way. Coming up next week, we got an IG2G episode 54. There's a game that came out this past week. I still haven't had a chance to play it because Persona 4 is sucking all my time away. I can't wait to talk more about it and to actually play it and give some first impressions because everything about this game, you have to listen to IG2G to find out what it is, is very exciting and appealing to me. And I've also got a couple coming that uh, I'm going to play and touch before our next IG2G. Mm-hmm. So I as well, if this weekend goes according to plan, I'm going to have some fun nice. and hopefully some really cool stuff to be talking about on the next IG2G. Heck yeah, and you know what else is cool? Shift codes for Golden Keys in Borderlands, the pre-sequel, and not Game of the Year edition, but they had some kind of thing going on twitch.tv slash Borderlands where they were giving away 30 Golden Keys throughout this past week. I don't know how it worked because I didn't check it out, but if you were there... You've got them. You're having a great time. And if you don't have them, hit up the Twitter, the Reddit, the forums, the Instagram. Hit up your preferred shift code provider and get yourself some free loot. Dang. Completely missed that. See, you know, that's the problem with having to work and not being able to check my Twitters Mm -hmm. and all that all the time. I miss all this cool crap. But you know what? If you didn't, make sure you're using those keys because it helps out a ton and makes you better every single second of your life. Those keys are life, my friends. So get them. And enjoy them. And you know what else is life for a lot of people? Battleborn is life. They had the Battleborn Day, the big weekend extravaganza. I went in there. I played some story apps. I played them on stream. I played two of them with you. What other kinds of fun stuff did you do for Battleborn Day, Eric? Well, I got on, and of course I played with Danny, and I played with Sean Haggerty. Mm-hmm. We had a whole bunch of fun. We had some great matches. We had some terrible matches. Yep. We did PvP. We did some PvE. I remembered why sometimes I want to strangle everything, mm-hmm. and then I also remembered why that game was so amazing. Uh-huh. So it was a double-edged sword, had a lot of fun, tons of random people. I was so sad I didn't get to play with any uh, Gearbox members. I did not see any. Mm-hmm. However, Joe Zos was eager to jump on and strut his stuff around and say how he got to play with some devs over the weekend mm-hmm. and have a great time. So congrats to you, my friend. We were not so fortunate. We played with all sorts of randos. I did not see our arch nemesis out there. Good. So there is that. <laughs> At least we didn't have to encounter them. But, man, oh, man, I love those characters. I love the environments. I love the PvP in there. Mm. I love the stories. I played a couple, like you said, I played a couple ops with you. Good times. It's just good times. Getting back in there and just going, ah, yes. Good old Battleborn, man. What a good game. Yeah, I, I didn't make the mistake that I did last time of getting into PvP and getting stomped. So it was just all good, all smooth sailing for me. Playing Pendles, my man, my favorite sneaky snake, and then through those ops missions, which are my favorite part of that whole game. It was just all, all good for me. And I was like, man, I wish this was still vibing and jiving and getting updated and all, you know, everything that it was back in the day. Cause, Imagine that. Because, like we said, love those characters, love those environments, love the enemies. Love everything about it, and it's just not—it's just not popping anymore. It makes me sad. Mm-hmm. I don't remember where it was said, 
so you know, don't quote me or nothing, but I I vaguely remember something over Twitter where they were talking about if Battleborn Two ever continues or goes forth or it does anything, mm-hmm. they are very aware, of course, of how they ended Battleborn One, and they said, oh, it would very much continue on from that point. Nice. So if you know where it was and how it happened and what's going on, of course, with the heart of Echinar mm-hmm. and the the Phoebe storyline there. It would take place there, and it would continue forward. So, nice. if they ever get the chance, they said they they are eager. They do know the story. They do love the story, obviously. Mm. And you know, maybe someday if they get all that extra money from the Borderlands Three, they go. You know what? We're going to give this a round two. Maybe change a few things up so that way they can like get a get a corner of the market that's not being consumed by anybody else. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know, it, it just sparked a little bit of hope in me. It said, you know, maybe Battleborn's going to come back because I love the story and I love the characters and the ending, the way it was. I was like, this has so many things it could do and go. And, oh. mm-hmm. I was just thinking when you said that, we've already experienced the jump in visuals and everything from Borderlands 2, specifically on the Handsome Collection side, which did look good, to Borderlands 3. Could you imagine, like, three or four or five years down the road, how much better battleborn 2 would look than even battleborn 1 which does still look awesome like i was Mm -hmm. just thinking like all the all the fresh techniques and textures and all the all the stuff they could throw on those crazy worlds and those crazy characters that would be amazing indeed it would be because the the vfx the effects and all the other crap they got in just the first one Mm -hmm. crazy out of this world awesome yeah stuff is always popping stuff is always going on it just feels good it feels right Mm -hmm. What they could do with the next generation, yeah. Oh, geez, oh, Pete, that'd be so great. Mm-hmm. Just don't make it come out with any other stupid game around it, you know, and so yeah. it's on its own and gets a fair shake at the world. I don't know, man. I, I don't know how they could roll it out. It'd have to be, like, in that perfect spot where everyone's still content with Borderlands 3 mm-hmm. and ready for more Gearbox but not hungry for a new Borderlands because, honestly, the Gearbox community is insane. Mm. They're awesome, but they're insane. They want Borderlands. They just sit there and they just want to eat it constantly. No exceptions. But Gearbox has much more to offer, you know? So I'm like, how do you fit in these side projects without getting the Borderlands community upset? You know what I mean? And That's what I was just thinking because you were like, oh, well, you know, you got to fit it in, but close enough that people don't want another Borderlands. I'm like, well, if you do the story, you know, DLCs for Borderlands and then drop Battleborn 2 or, you know, a fictional Battleborn product, like, a little bit after that. But I was like, but if you have it, like, segmented out, you got to push it far enough away from that that people aren't just like, why why not just make another story DLC? Why not Mm -hmm. just lump more Borderlands 3? But then... You got to have it also not too far because then they'll say, well, where's Borderlands 4? Borderlands 4. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a delicate thing because I feel like the Gearbox community is just so bent up and hooked up on, you know, Borderlands that it's like, man, Borderlands is awesome. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to play the hell out of it. Mm. But there's there's more they can do and I want to see them do more. You know, we've had podcasts where we talk about games and other things we'd love to see Gearbox try and mm-hmm. like experiment with and, and 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 
broaden their horizons a bit, you know, on different Nuka things. Nuke Duke, Nuke Duke, where's my Nuke Duke, Duke, Duke man? man? I'm telling you, God, what a good game that'd be. <laughs> but anyways, yes, Battleborn Day, the whole weekend was a fantastic time. Mental Mars, Low Lines, uh, Bea, everybody else, Jozo's, all those guys and gals involved, you all did a wonderful job. Mm-hmm. It was fun to see everything come together. The awards were given out, people, the art one's still up in the air, so you can still, if you're an artist, you know, and you're drawing and going at it, you still got a chance to get in on that one, nice. but the rest have been handed out. So congratulations to everybody who won. Congratulations to everybody who participated. It was a good time. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. I can't wait to hopefully play again next year if it happens, because next year's going to be really weird. We're going to be coming up on like PS5 and all this other stuff going on. I don't know how that's going to work. And Borderlands 3 will have been out. We'll probably be oh, right yeah. in the middle of so some story DLCs. Story and yeah. DLCs. Yeah, we'll see how it all goes. But you know what? There's always a place in my heart for Battleborn. Absolutely. So then rolling into the general Gearbox news segment, I noticed something today that I totally skipped over before, so I'm going to dive right into it because there's not a lot to it. But it was a tweet that I believe just the Borderlands Twitter threw out there. And I was like, hey, take a look at one of the guns, one of the billions of guns that we have in this game. And it was a Hyperion, I believe, assault rifle or SMIG, one of those types of guns that said, you know, you got to look at the gun. It was turning around. You got some stats on the bottom. And I went, okay, cool. And then I immediately scrolled past it. But apparently, if you watched it a little bit longer, it showed somebody using the gun on a new firing range there on Sanctuary 3. At least I'm assuming that's where it's from. So Mental Mars posted up. He said, hey, we got to look at a firing range with actual moving targets. Like there's one that goes across. There's ones that flip up and down. And then at the very end of that little, like maybe five, ten second look at the firing range, the, the camera pans up and there's like a little clock in the corner. So you might have like a little challenge on this more active firing range than just hey it's target dummy just shoot it and see what the damage numbers are so i didn't even notice it so props to him for pointing that out and that's just more cool stuff they added yeah i saw the mental marsh put that whole article up and like you i didn't even pay attention or notice it i just noticed they were showcasing a gun and said they had bajillions and they were gonna start throwing random ones out and i was like oh that's pretty cool that's neat Mm -hmm. and then mental marsh put up his article props to you mental mars and i went all right, well, let me go read what he's talking about here. Shooting range, cool. Moving targets, cool. Mm-hmm. Clocking times, cool. And I was like, oh, oh, that's neat. The reality, though, is is I have never once thought about a shooting range. Right. I've never once even used a shooting range. I just go out to, like, the bandits and start killing them and just check things out and yeah. see how it feels. And if it feels good, I use it. But, of course, I'm not a min-maxer. Exactly. So, for me... I'm just like, eh, if it seems to kill bandits quickly, if it feels good, if it feels accurate, I'm all about it. So maybe with this being moving targets, and then, of course, giving you the numbers, and then, of course, like you said, there's timers and stuff, so you can kind of see how long it takes to get the uh, the burn effects or whatever effects it is. And how long. Maybe I'll utilize it, but once again, I'm not a min-maxer, so cool for them. But for me, I was like, oh, that's neat, but, you know, whatever. And see, that's what I was thinking, too. I was like, all right, that's kind of a neat thing that they threw in there. I won't ever use it. But then as soon as I saw that clock up in the corner, I went, well, if they've got a timed set, you know, rotation going or set amount of time that targets are popping up, that means there's got to be challenges, which means there's got to be quests to do challenges to maybe unlock better skills or discounts or something or some kind of reward. Maybe you get a special gun for doing the challenge. 
that I will be all about. When we're not playing, I'll be in there trying to grind up to platinum star level with that just because I'm a crazy person and trying to find mm-hmm. the best gun to take out this challenge. Oh, man, well, now they're robots, so you got to get a good corrosive gun. So I'll be in there just grinding away on that. I'm not a mid-maxer either, but if you tell me, hey, here's a challenge to do X in Y number of seconds, I got to do it. I got to do it. Well, now you say that. You could tie two things in. You could tie a trophy in. Mm-hmm. So if you do a certain thing, get a certain amount of damage in, and a certain amount of time or whatever, you get a you know, trophy killing targets or some cool Borderlands quip that'll make it way more yeah. enjoyable or funny for you. And then secondly, maybe like with Moxie's tip jar, if you do a certain thing with a certain gun or a certain combination, mm-hmm. there's a chance that he goes, oh, my God, here, you you take this because you're a freaking rock star. Mm-hmm. And then you could get, like, some cool rare gun you know, from Marcus and move on about your life. That would be pretty cool, too. I'm picturing Claptrap zipping through the back as, like, the bonus, like the little UFO and Space Invaders. Just, oh, hey, I'm going to, ah! with some little voice line once you shoot him and he goes flying off all burned up. They could do all kinds of fun little Easter eggy type stuff with that too. I yeah. See if you add all that, now I'm on board. See, there you go. You just got to incorporate the fun of Borderlands into the shooting range, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then I'm on board. Yeah, you do all that, and I'm there. But if it is just a shooting range, then cool for everybody, but not for me. No, there's got to be challenges. You put a timer on it. There's there's a timer. It's big green. <laughs> you clock. put a timer. You got to do it. There's something real. Yeah. It's, it's happening. Yeah. God bless. <laughs> So you saw that, and I, of course, saw that uh, Mental Mars also posted a wonderful article about special events and raids. Mm -hmm. So delving into that, you know, he said that uh, Matt Cox, who's the lead boss designer on Borderlands 3, Mm -hmm. had an interview. So I clicked on that and read through that and then read back through Mental Mars' thing, article, and was like, oh, okay. So he had a little spiel about how upcoming e3 we're going to find out a lot more about end games special events raids all that good stuff but he he phrased it in such a way that it was like raid events mm-hmm. and then special events and stuff like that going on and they're going to be different from what you know in borderlands 2 but the same so i'm like okay so big bosses but he wants to make them more dynamic they mm-hmm. or not he but they as a team want to make them more dynamic but I, it got me to thinking. I was like, okay, so we're for sure going to get raid bosses again. We're for sure going to get special events. Does that just mean the holiday events? Does that mean like weekend events like, you know, Division 2, Rage 2, other games, you know, do some these weekend fun events, things to do? What does that all entail? Obviously, we're going to find out in a couple weeks. He stated that at, at E3 they're going to be there and they're going to talk a lot about some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But I thought maybe we could just go uh, quickly back and forth about what we'd like to see from said special events and or raid bosses. Yeah, cool. I think when you first mentioned it, I was obviously, we just came off of a Rage 2 event that was, and that's all single player. So freeform, kill a bunch of enemies as a community and we can unlock a thing. So that's what I instantly went to. And I was like, they could do that all the time. Hey, you know, Molly Wan is sponsoring a, a kill all scavs event. So everybody, you know, as a community, because there's a whole streamer aspect to the villains in the game, if we can get documented kills of 80,000 scavs as a team, a special Mollywan thing will drop. So I think if you combine that with, like, raids, maybe, you know, on X planet, you raid an Atlas HQ or, you know, whatever it is. You go into some mission, you go to a special place, go through a thing, there's a boss at the end. Maybe you combine that either, whether it's total kills as 
you know, community or total run throughs of the, the black soldiers abyss or whatever. Maybe, you know, we get enough clears of this raid area as a community, you can get special drops in addition to whatever you actually get as loot. A traditional raid area type event where you go to it and clear it, but then having community stuff tied to it, I think would be a nice evolution of, you know, the raids and stuff they already have. Mm -hmm. Now, see, you're talking about that, and I agree. However, I would say most of the raid areas in Borderlands 2 were just like a couple jumps, a little, like, walk around, and then you just dump into an arena right. sort of affair where you fight the boss. And what we were talking about off screen, which I'll talk about right now, yeah. and I think we've mentioned it in the past, but regardless, I want to bring it up now since it's relevant and we're all going on, going on about it, is I hope that in this time around they don't just focus on simply a boss for the raid events. Right. I hope that as in previous Borderlands, you zone into an area and it's the it's the raid area, it's the boss area, but like most of these uh games as a service do nowadays, mm -hmm. instead of it just being one random boss, you got to go through mobs, you got to go through getting treasure chests, maybe even a mini boss or two mm -hmm. on the way to the raid boss and then you fight the raid boss. But getting up to him or her or it or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a couple of rewards like treasure chests or mini bosses who have drops of their own. Mm -hmm. So you can go through just to get those or you can go through to get all of it, whatever you want. And like you said, then you can start tying in special events where it's say, hey, you know, uh, One-Eyed Willie, he's over there by the raid boss. You get up to him, kill him while he's on fire and then that'll trigger this or that, and then you'll get a special thing for the weekend. Cool. Now you're going to the raid event. You don't have to get to the last boss. So if you, you know, if if you and your buddy are kind of not that great or average, and you can't beat the actual raid boss, mm -hmm. but you can still go into the raid, and you you can still get at least two of the rewards up to it. And now there's like a special event to get like a bonus cool reward, but not from the raid boss. It mm -hmm. makes everyone feel great. And then for the Raiders, now they're like actually raiding and doing really cool stuff because Matt Cox did state that they want the raid bosses to be more dynamic and more diverse in how you kill them instead of just being bullet sponges. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if you mix all that together, you've got full-out raiding like you do in MMORPGs, Destiny, that kind of gaming, but it's all still very Borderlands, which I think has a lot of potential to be fantastic. Yeah, definitely. When you were talking about traditional Borderlands versus this, you know, new raid scenario, the thing that kind of popped in my mind was, you know, that Mr. Torg DLC from Borderlands 2, where there was the, I can't remember the name of the bar, you spawned into the bar and you could fight waves in the bar, and then Pyro mm -hmm. Pete was like, through that area and then off to the side. What if you put him on the top? And you're going up through the bar, clearing out waves, and you know maybe having to stand uh, here to open the doors. Yeah, mini bosses, unlock the elevator cool events, during yeah. this. Yeah, something like that. Because that's, I mean, that was all encased in one area, so you could just expand that or flesh it out, and it would be a traditional Borderlands area, but it would be a, a raid area on its own. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. Is making the raid areas their own cool things where yeah. you're going through a whole event, you know? I don't know, honestly, I don't know why they haven't really done that in the past. Mostly it's been just a side path and then it gets you to a raid boss, mm -hmm. which that's fine in and of itself. But 
I feel like that was fine then. Yeah. I think now the times have changed. Games as a service are a thing. It's it's the way things go. They took a little bit from MMOs, trans transmorgified it a little bit. That's right. And now it's this hybrid. And I feel like Borderlands needs to make sure they're doing the same. Because I did I I did love the raid bosses, mm-hmm. but me and you were never good enough to really no. go to town on either of them on our own. If we'd had four competent players, maybe we'd be able to do some of it, yeah. but we never had four competent players. So it never happened. And I, I really, and, and here's the other point I want to make. By making it a a singular experience, like you're entering the raid, mm-hmm. you could then adjust accordingly. So say me and you are the only two going in, you could adjust damage, DPS, all that down. Mm-hmm. And of course, adjust the rewards down a little bit too. Yep. Can, that's only fair. But at least now me and you have a shot at doing it. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to depend on finding a couple other players that are competent and able to do this kind of event. Mean you can go in and get the cool gear, get the specific loot that comes with said boss, raid boss, or bosses, whatever it ends up being, mm-hmm. and feel good and feel happy and look at it and go, yeah, we did it. Instead of always going, oh, if we had two other people who were really good, maybe we could do this. And I'm not saying we're really good, but you know what I mean. Right, at least right. able to do it. And I'm hoping that's the way they go. Yeah, that would definitely be cool because then you could, like you said, tailor your own experience as with so many other areas of the game. But even if they didn't do that, as long as they stretch out that raid area and have like, you know, not like specific tiers, but like you said, mini bosses or a challenge here or a mini boss here, at least you and I would be able to go through and hit one, two, three, four, and five. And maybe six is the one we just can't do unless we have a party. But we can at least go yeah. through these five fun challenges. And get cool loot yeah. up till the fifth boss in this raid area or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And we feel like we're still in it. You know, we're like part of the conversation. Yeah. You know, oh yeah, we got up to we got up to Billy Bong Wong and you know, man, after that though we couldn't we just couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. And at least we're there, we're having a conversation with individuals and you know, it's it's a piece. Instead of just going, here's a boss. You need to have greatly geared individuals who are coordinated and doing the right thing. Mm. Oh, we don't have it because it's just me and you. And it oh, give, you can't do it. Sorry. And it gives you fun things to do up until the point where you may eventually get punched in the face as opposed to just mm-hmm. run from the U-spawn station, drop in, get punched in the face. There's and nothing die. else to do. You can at least... Mm-hmm have fun experiences along the way and be like, okay, well, this is where we have to stop because we're not good enough for that. But wasn't this a fun 30 minutes of you and me running through? Mm-hmm. And then on top of it all, they incorporated uh, what they had in Borderlands 1 with bosses who have unique weapons or uh, whatever. Oh, yeah. You can get those unique weapons. So now you get that whole cool MMO experience because you could, in these raid events, have the boss one, two, three drops this or that and this. So even though we don't get to make the last boss, if we get the boss three and we're rocking out Tally's uh, pistol of might, mm-hmm. we're still cool. You know, we're still in the conversation. We're like, I got Tally's pistol of might with a max specs. I'm freaking awesome. This is great. And what you could also do, you know, maybe in an easier raid or something, have the first boss be, you know, oh, he deals a lot of fire damage. Okay. You beat him, you get his flame and pistol. The next boss is a flesh enemy, so that what you got there, 
helps you get over that next hurdle. And maybe he drops a shock weapon. Oh, the next boss has a really big shield. So it'll give you another little bit to chew, chomp and chew on that boss. And you could just cycle it up and build well, it up. And that's that's a classic MMO trope mm-hmm. right there. Is you farm the first boss for a couple of weeks, get your guys geared up with the things you need to get the second boss. Yeah. And then you go tackle the second boss, which helps you get the stuff you need to do the third boss, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and it could be even, you know, maybe you have to light pillars on fire. So the flame pistol lets you do that. And maybe the boss himself isn't super weak to flame, but it this piece that you got that you have in your hands allows you in some way to access or do the next boss. Even if it's not just as simple as, you know, well, he's corro- he needs corrosive, so you get a corrosive shotgun. Maybe you have to corrode the robots that makes him jump down and go, hey, quit screwing with a robot. Something cool like that. Yeah, just something that makes it accessible. Yeah, yeah. Something that makes it possible. I agree with that. I, I think that would be fantastic. And then, like, you were talking about the special events, tying it into, like, some of the raid stuff is cool. Mm -hmm. But I definitely hope that with special events, besides holidays, which I think are a must. Yeah. If Gearbox does not bring back the holidays as they did in Borderlands 2, they just, they went blind, they lost their way, (laughs) and they're in space somewhere. Like, uh, what's that show where they go to hell and come back, and they're mad, no one understands them anymore. Well, I almost said Fifth Element. That's not right. (laughs) Event Horizon is what I was trying event to Horizon. say. Event Horizon. They went through Event Horizon uh, because the holidays and the special events in that regard, superb, fantastic. Yeah. Hands down, they better return because it's just a, it's a catastrophe if they don't. I think they definitely will because if they decided not to do it, they wouldn't put out the shift codes for the holiday skins in the older games. Like every time uh-huh. the holiday rolls around – they put out the shift codes for those skins and say, hey, if you didn't get it in the past like 18 years, here they are. Because I think if they were just like, ah, holiday DLCs are dumb, that would never happen anymore. They'd just go, whatever, who cares? You missed out on mm-hmm. your chance. But since they know people are playing them at that time, I mean, I'm sure they see the numbers. Hey, 20 billion people have played the the freaking Christmas DLC or the, the Waddle Gobbler DLC. They know people love them. They could, well, they know because we say it on the show that we love them and we do them, so they're gonna do it. You know they're gonna. Yeah, I know they are. But I just want to reiterate. So if they're yeah, listening, yeah. they go, "Oh man, those guys, they they know it. They better have. We better have it. Mm. Better have it." But beyond just the the raid stuff and the special events, I want to make sure it's just some casual stuff too, because sometimes you don't want to go all out, and sometimes you know what? If I don't want to hang out, or you're gone, or I'm gone, or somebody's gone, it doesn't. I don't want it to always be something where I have to team up. Right. I like how Rage 2 just recently did like an event where it's, you know, just, hey, go do some daily quests mm-hmm. and, and kill a bunch of these specific dudes or that specific thing, and you'll you'll help get a reward. Yeah. So I want to ho- I hope they can incorporate stuff like that, too, so it's not always go into a dungeon or a specific raid or whatever it is. It's just go have fun, kill this particular thing while you're getting your dailies done and and you'll get this reward as long as enough people participate. Because it's just like you said earlier, it gives those less skilled players, maybe I just started, I'm level one, I'm having a really hard time playing this game, but if I can be part of this community challenge and maybe unlock a cool gun that's got a cool Mm -hmm. ability, or even if it just looks and talks funny, just like you know all the crazy guns, it gives you something to be engaged with. And hey, I got this cool thing, I'm going to try a little harder, or... You know, if it has special abilities, it will help me progress through this part I'm having trouble with. 
and it would just yep. get you to the point where you want to play more, and maybe you'll start playing with other people. Maybe you'll start experimenting on your own, doing that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You might go to the forums and be like, hey, I just helped participate in this event, and I did this and this, and everyone's like, oh, cool for you, and then you feel more in part of the community, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Next thing you know, you're a freaking Borderlands fan going yep. nuts. Claiming that you need Borderlands always, and you're just like the other individuals who don't want any other thing but the Borderlands. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> awesome. Oh, goodness. So, yes, there you go. We're going to know way more about it at E3. Mm-hmm. Matt Cox and Randy Pitchford have said they're going to have much more for us at that particular area. I can't wait to see what it is. I hope they do actually give us some real meat on those Tatos and, mm-hmm. and show us what they mean by Endgame, being the special events, the raids, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. and not just some like weird teases. I want I want some actual meat and taters. I hope we get it. I think we will because the game's coming out in less than four months right now. I know. It's I, insane, d- I didn't even right? realize it was that close. I just looked at the date and I went, holy crap, under four months. So they've got they've got the meat and they've got the taters. They just gotta put it on the plate. And the biggest plate right now is an E three. God, E3. what a great metaphor! Ooh. I'm the best. Gee whiz! Yeah, good job, Matt. High fives <laughs> from the internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome! But I think unless you got anything else, that pretty much wraps it up. So, what do you guys out there in podcast land think? What are you looking forward to in the raids and the end game? What kind of shape do you think they are going to take in Borderlands three? Let us know. Send us emails, send us tweets, send us Facebooks. You can do all that stuff at all the usual areas. Email info at thirdshift.me. Tweet at thirdshiftme and find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Indeed, you can find us there. You can also find us over at Patreon. Retreat it just like a tip jar. If you like what you hear, consider throwing us a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, any kind of dollars. It's very much appreciated. It helps us keep the lights on, pay for all the, you know, the inside stuff, man. You gotta, you gotta get the monies to put your podcast on these different sites and do things. Mm-hmm. People don't think about that, but that's the thing we gotta do. So if you help us out, helps us keep that going. Even if you don't, though, we will keep it going because we love to penetrate your ear holes with our voices. We love it so much. That's right. Just to think about it. Just to think about our little voices just wiggling and jiggling inside your ear. Oh, man. Good times. And, hey, you know what? If you have a million dollars, why don't you go ahead and give that to us, too? Because then we'll open up a food lion and we'll have babies in jars and people running around in lion outfits. <laughs> We're simply crazy, all right? <laughs> There's no two ways about it. We've gone mad. I don't think <laughs> I don't think we've had it together for years. I think no, we've gone no. insane. But it's all right. <laughs> and you know what? If you can't donate anything, that's okay too. You can give us mailbag questions, feedback. Likes, five-star ratings on the different things, any interaction, even over on Twitch. Hey, maybe follow us, subscribe, do something like that, whatever. All the interaction just makes us feel good, makes us feel like, hey, you know what? There's somebody who likes us, somebody likes what we're doing, so we keep on doing it for you, the individual or individuals who like it. Absolutely. And of course, this podcast drops every Friday, so we'll be back in your ear holes just bouncing and and juking and jiving all around in there. (laughs) On the 31st of May for our very next episode, you can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. Indeed. You need to give us those five-star ratings and all that other good stuff, everybody. Uh, We promised a five 
five-star story, and we're going to get you one of these days. You know, one of these hobos is going to get you a five-star story, I promise. That's too and epic. If they don't, I'm going to be like I'll George R.R. Martin. I'm just never going to yeah. finish writing this five-star story. It's kind of part of the be. fun at this point, right? That's true. <laughs> you can just say but it every the- week, and I get to go, oh, crap. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> that's all right. With that, though, we've completed another wonderful episode. Can't wait to hear from you and talk to you next week. But until then, Matt, there's nothing left to say. But don't forget forget to save. Shut up and sit down.